Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thank you for joining us for ASHP's Practice Journey podcast. This podcast invites members to share their stories about the professional path, lessons learned, and how their experience has shaped who they are and where they are today. My name is Vicki Basiliga, and I am the director of the Clinical Specialists and Scientists section here at ASHP. And in today's episode, we'll be chatting with Caitlin Gervais, and we'll be learning a little bit more about her journey through pharmacy. Thanks so much for joining us today, Caitlin. Thank you so much for having me, Vicki. So first, I have to say that one of my favorite things about working at ASHP is getting to meet members like Caitlin. She has such an interesting and exciting life, and I'm so excited that we get to talk a little bit about today. So Caitlin, first, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and your current position? Sure. Um, so uh, just a little on my background um, before I get into my current position. I feel kind of nerdy because I've actually been in pharmacy more than half of my life at this point. Um, so I actually started out as a volunteer in high school so that I could get hours for a scholarship. So I actually volunteered at a hospital pharmacy. And with that, this was before the full accreditation of technicians. They actually hired me as a pharmacy technician while I was in high school. So kind of started from that point and realized that I really like pharmacy and enjoyed the hospital setting. So I did go to the University of Florida for pharmacy school and then completed a PGY-1 and a PGY-2 in emergency medicine. Since then, I've worked at the Johns Hopkins Hospital and Tampa General Hospital with the last position being Tampa General for about 12 years. And I was an emergency medicine specialist and an RPD um, during that time while I was there for a PGY-2 program. For the last two years, however, I have really transitioned into kind of a different phase. And I work as a civilian for the U.S. Army under the Department of Defense. And I actually work in Landstuhl Regional Medical Center in Landstuhl, Germany. So I am across the pond talking to you now today. Just a little background, Landstuhl is the largest me American medical center outside the U.S. And so we actually serve the military and federal members and their dependents and our veterans who are retired over in Europe, also Africa and the Middle East. So we cover quite a broad range of people for services, including outpatient um, clinics and inpatient hospital. And it's a little different because we serve all those members and we also serve the local area. We also are involved in the stabilization and evacuation of any military or federal members from any of those areas to come to us to be stabilized and then move them back to the United States for further medical care if needed. So it's been a really interesting and great step in my career. And I've, I think for me, one of the great things is learning a completely different area of pharmacy practice that I hadn't been involved with before, as most of my experience before was in private sector. So seeing the federal and military system, it's been really a nice change and something new to expand my skills. So that's quite a shift. How did you learn about the position? And then because you're overseas and you're a civilian, were there any unique requirements for employment? And what has it been like adjusting to living abroad? Yeah, so really for the, for the position, 
learning about it, it's one of those uh, where I, I have always told everyone that I work with, whether my students or residents, always just keep an eye out for what's other opportunities might be out there. So I was kind of just at a point in my career where I was doing that anyway, but looking for other opportunities maybe to expand in my career. And so it was a new challenge for me. And I always say kind of that mid-career change potentially. And it just happened to work out that I was actually traveling overseas in the winter to Christmas markets in Germany and met up with a friend over there who was living in Germany. He was my co-resident for my PGY one year and he was working in Germany. So I asked questions. How did you get involved? How did you end up over here? And so he got me the information on the positions at the hospital here. And I just started getting the listservs from usajobs.gov so that I could see what positions were out there on the federal side. And, uh, you know, just one of those, it's a small world in pharmacy. You never know where you're going to end up or who will give you connections. And so now I work over here with him, actually, and also now one of my previous pharmacy students is now over here as well. So we've just all kind of migrated over to Germany for our time period. So as for your second question, the application part, really the application for the job was similar um, as to what you would expect for a hospital pharmacist you know, giving them an interview and my CV or resume. So that part was pretty similar, except for the interview was online, which now with COVID is not that unusual. However, after getting the official job was kind of the bigger change from a typical position. So I had to go through quite a process after getting the initial offer to one, negotiate my salary as I wasn't previously a federal employee. And then also there's a lot of paperwork to be done to get you into the federal system, but then also to get you over to Germany. So I actually have an official passport. So things like that to get you set up for coming to Germany. I needed a physical and drug tests, background checks for clearance. So all that had to take place. So it took about three months between receiving my initial offer to my final offer. So, and then in total from when that happened to then setting up to move to Germany, um, setting up movers, plane flights, and getting everything lined up, it took about nine months from when I applied till I got to Germany. So quite a time frame to getting over here. And then I think you asked one more. What was the last question? Living abroad. Uh yeah, moving living abroad. Also, let's talk a little bit about Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> my dog came with me. So um, we did have to set up. Uh, my dog was about two years old at the time. And the federal system does allow you to bring pets. So we actually had to work to get her over here. She was not very happy about the plane flight over. She did have to go under the plane and we had to have a lot of paperwork set up for her. Um, Germany is very strict on the rules with rabies and vaccinations. So we worked through that process and took a direct flight, luckily, from Tampa to Frankfurt. And then I picked her up at the unusual baggage luggage area and uh, got a very dirty look from her um, in the kennel. But since then, she's been loving it and all the hiking and traveling. She's actually been to eight countries now. So uh, her passport book is filling up as well. 
So can you tell me a little bit about what have been some of your most interesting projects? And then uh, what projects are you most proud of? Uh, yeah. So related to this job, I, I obviously, there are things in my career that I've enjoyed all the way through, but um, now having been here, probably the project that I've been most proud of was a recent project this past fall. It was Operation Allies Refuge, so OAR. And this was when the U.S. military was involved in the evacuation of about 30,000 allies out of Afghanistan um, at the end of their departure. Additionally, because of how that played out, there were the bombings. So we received not only the, the allies that were evacuated out, but also bombing victims at the same time. So we got a lot of the multiple traumas coming in all at once. And then as they evacuated people out, got them there too. The goal was to bring them to Germany or other bases and then over to the United States. However, with that influx, it does take some time to move to the next stage. So we had about 30,000 people living on the various bases around Germany because they had to stay on the bases. And that was much more than our normal capacity. In addition, we were handling needs that they had, but also, you know, their chronic needs if there wasn't for keeping them going because we had them here for about a month and a half. So we had a large influx of pediatric patients and obstetric things going on that being over here and taking care of healthy young military people most commonly was a big change for us. So we really, the pharmacy really had to help provide a lot of services to the, the mission by finding ways to adjust what we normally took care of and making it friendly for all those other situations. And that did include even reaching out to the German economy and the German healthcare systems to get certain medications that we didn't see, use commonly for some of the chronic diseases. So it was a very interesting time frame. We all pitched in. Our department worked really, really hard to kind of make sure we had enough staff working different shifts. And it was just a, a great opportunity to really show what pharmacy could do and how we could be involved in such an important mission and helping these people in an extremely different, difficult time in their life. So now that you've been in your position for an extended period of time, uh, what's been the most surprising thing for you? Well, surprising, probably learning the federal and military system itself and kind of how they all work together has been very interesting. And then also collaborating with our local healthcare system within Germany and Europe. So we actually, um, as ambulances come in for our hospital, which they do have to get on base, but that's actually the German ambulance system that's coming on. So we have had to coordinate with so many different people and dealing with different languages, dealing, so we get charts from all over the world in different languages, but then dealing with different systems and making sure we can coordinate and work together. Obviously, as I just talked about, Germany was able to help us when we had needs, but us being able to help other people when they have needs. So it's been really interesting and other things with doing that, we recently got our level two trauma certification redone. And so we had to work with Germany and we also got approved by the German trauma system to make sure that we could run here in Germany. So we learned a lot of things of where our communications lacked and how we can work better together. And then 
We also do the same thing for downrange. So down in the field where the military bases are between Europe, Africa, and the Middle East, working with those healthcare systems down there. And so it's it's been really a cool process to kind of see how we think about ourselves as a healthcare system in the United States and all the great things we do, but then learning from everybody else and finding ways to make our systems work together. It's very international and makes you realize how small the world is. And then additionally, we do still, like I mentioned, send flights back to the U.S. So we actually get to coordinate their medical care and from the pharmacy side, provide medications for those flights going back as well as the ones that had come in. So we're going to step back in time a little bit. Uh, For a long time, you also traveled to Haiti on a regular basis and practiced as a pharmacist there. Tell us a little bit about how you came to learn about that opportunity and your experiences there. What sparked your interest in global disaster management and humanitarian relief efforts? Yeah, um, that I, I do miss that part of my job being over in Europe, but um, I have previously gone to Haiti for about nine years with 10, uh, 10 trips down for work-related items. Like, trips. Um, I did go there for vacation as well because it's a beautiful country, but for work-related things, I had actually been interested in medical mission trips or just mission, like uh, medical trips in general, since I was in pharmacy school. And there were some opportunities while I was in pharmacy school, but unfortunately I just couldn't make those work into my schooling um, at the time. And I'm so glad to see how many more trips all the universities and schools are doing to try to help everyone see healthcare in other settings and help people around the world. So I, I think that's awesome. And then as I got out of school, I was working and I got involved with my PGY2 with disaster management. And so that kind of pulled in all the FEMA stuff, which also includes humanitarian relief. So I was in Tampa, um, working at Tampa General Hospital when the earthquake happened in Haiti in 2010. And I, with all these things kind of coming together, I immediately felt like I needed to help. And we were getting some of the patients from Haiti into areas of Florida, including Tampa. So I I was looking for ways to get more involved. And uh, one of my flight nurses there actually had family and they were involved in some of the airplanes that did medical evacs, the private ones that were doing mission runs down to Haiti. And so we were trying to go and I was actually one of the pharmacists who was gonna go with them. But unfortunately with everything, how that worked out, as things changed, the government would shut down the airport for military flights to come in or other organizations to come in. So it was very variable. So I finally just said, okay, I'm gonna make a plan. And the group they had worked with that I was trying to fly down to help I worked with them and set up a mission trip, my first one in 2011, and that was Project MediShare, which works with Bernard Metz Hospital, which is in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. So I went down and kept going annually at that point for the next eight years. And when I would go, it would be a one-week trip. So we would go down initially working to help just with staff. Initially, they needed just more people to help and work. And as it progressed, 
it became more of an opportunity for us to help teach and train, whether that be the pharmacists that were there, something they hadn't seen and volunteer our time to help them with something new, or it was teach, helping them teach the medical residents and the, the physicians and nurses. And so we were kind of helping to build up their clinical practice as well with going outside the pharmacy and rounding. So we were teaching them how to do that, which is similar to when you're a preceptor teaching your new students coming in. So we had a, a good relationship and they would teach me a lot about the medications I didn't know that they were getting in. And then I would teach them about some of the clinical practices and things like that. So we were learning from each other. So it was a great experience. And with that, that kind of is how I got into getting my master's degree later, which was about uh, five, six years later, I realized I wanted to make sure the way I was doing my medical trips was the appropriate way. And was I volunteering in the right way? Because you want to make sure you're there to benefit the people that are there so that eventually they don't need you. And so I went back and got my master's in global disaster management and humanitarian relief. So it pulled in what I was doing with my emergency medicine job and what I was doing on my free time. And it was just a great way to help build all of those things that, that brought me to that. And now I get to use it as I'm working with the army here in Germany with disaster management and then our recent mission. So you certainly had an interesting and dynamic career. Could you highlight any experiences that helped expand your vision and or maybe even change your perspective on the road you wanted to take with your career? Yeah, I, I, uh, I've been really fortunate in my career to have a lot of mentors and preceptors who have shown me so many different aspects of pharmacy and who have helped to support me or give me experiences that I didn't know either I didn't have or I didn't know existed or things that I wanted to try. They really allowed me to kind of develop myself and push me down those roads. So I think that has been a big thing in doing all the things I've done, whether it was the time so I could go work down in Haiti or the times that I could go get my master's degree where my hospital supported that degree as well financially. So just having those opportunities and the time to do those things has been amazing and people to support you when you're, you know, like, oh my gosh, I have to go study for another exam or write a paper going, you got it, you got it, you can do this. So my mentors and the people around me have been amazing. Additionally, I would say just getting involved professionally. There are so many things that we think of just with work, but the professional experience really helped me kind of define my career and decide the different paths I wanted to go to. So being involved here with ASHP has been amazing for me and meeting so many different pharmacists in different areas. Obviously, I've been primarily in emergency medicine, but meeting people in pediatrics or infectious diseases that I can get ideas and hear their journeys along the way. So that has been amazing. And ASHP has given me opportunities to build my leadership skills. Additionally, I've been involved with my College of Pharmacy's alumni organization. So that really gave me an experience. I went on two short study abroads with my alumni group for students. And so those trips um, took me, the one trip took me to Ireland and UK, which included 
Edinburgh, Birmingham, and London, so different parts of uh, the UK, and then another one to the Scandinavian countries. So um, I went to Helsinki, Copenhagen, Stockholm, and Oslo, and in those times, all those different countries, I got to meet pharmacists in different areas, see pharmacy schools and how education was done, see different professional organizations within those countries and how the practice was different in community hospital and other things. So that all those different things together and my mission trips really have kind of allowed me to find different areas and different ideas of what I could do, or maybe I wanted to do along the way. And also hopefully, you know, share those ideas with others as I met other people. So finally, uh, What advice do you have for someone who might be interested in positions like the ones we talked about today? I I definitely think the biggest thing I would recommend to anyone as you're thinking about careers and opportunities is just to be open to something new in your career. I know we generally think of, you know, what many of us have done, go be a pharmacist, a specialist, and maybe move into administration. But knowing that there's so many more things out there, I mean, I'm back to being a going from a specialist to being an inpatient pharmacist that's doing general things with an emphasis in an area, but having lots of opportunities. And so just be open to something that could come along in your career and in your life, and then be willing to take that jump into something maybe you don't feel as comfortable with, but you're excited to learn something new and just enjoy the ride and find what makes you happy and passionate as you go. That's always advice I like to share with people as well. I feel like um, pharmacy is one of those careers where you never know where it's going to take you. And unless, unless you step outside that conversation, you never really know where it's going to take you. So um, so I, I always love to hear when other people give that advice as well, because who knew you'd be in Haiti and Germany and, uh, you know, just having an incredibly exciting pharmacy life. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's been a ride, but it's always been fun. And just uh, know that there's going to be bumps or, you know, uncomfortable moments along the way. And I still know my German's not the best, but I continue to learn. So, you know, finding what that next venture is going to be. Well, that's all the time we have today. Caitlin, thank you so much for taking time out of your day and uh, discussing your story with us. For our listeners, join us here at ASHP Official and the Practice Journeys podcast as we learn more about people like Caitlin and their journeys and help and how they grow and evolve during their careers. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.